0: Hello, this is Chris Kosminski, and I'm joined by Sean McCartney, and this is the Duke Diaries Podcast.
1: Players and coaches dream of moments like this. This is what you go to a school like Newport. Jones. This is it. Long read
0: How are you doing today, Sean?
1: I'm good. Just getting over uh, the last two losses and getting ready for Charlotte.
0: God, yeah, I really hope we are, because those past two games weren't really much to watch. They were not. You know, they ended up being close games somehow, but it's, it's been hard to watch the team that is so talented play games like this. And we're approaching a milestone that we really don't want to hit. If we are to lose one of these next three games, it will be the first time that we've had four losses before Christmas. I don't want that to reflect on John Shire. I like the guy. I think he's a good dude. But right now, with the amount of talent that he has, they are not performing
1: at the level that they should be. And there's things you see on the basketball court that shouldn't be happening frankly I mean you can't I mean you can look to injuries you can look to whatever but at the end of the day it's it's got to be coached better it does I mean
0: you have amazing shooters who are shooting poorly yeah. you gotta we gotta figure it out um so I just wanted to go over the Georgia Tech Arkansas games the last two games just Dis- both very disappointing losses Uh, Arkansas, a little bit more understandable, you know, on the road, hostile environment, 19,000 people, you know, that's, you know, everybody says it's an old team. All the returners there, other than Jeremy Rush, they're sophomores, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, they're not, not old guys. They haven't been in college basketball for that long. And maybe with the preseason, we might've got a little ahead of ourselves and I, don't know how much of an impact that had on the team but i the first thing i want to talk about with these games is the slow starts man like it just they walk on the floor and during warm ups they look fine they look like they're peppy they have their whole you know uh ritual they get all that stuff done but you get on the floor it's just disappointing it's disappointing the first That's 5 serious. minutes i have not watched a good first five minutes from this Duke team. And I'm starting to wonder, does that come from, are the players not prepped? Is that coming from the coaching staff? Is it amped enough? And uh, I don't know. I just wanted to know your thoughts.
1: I'd like to chalk it up to early season jitters or just getting into the flow of things maybe. So here's the stat I'm looking at. First half points, Duke is 139th in the nation at the moment. Second half points, 10th. Look at the Georgia Tech game. I mean, they shot ice cold to come out of the game, and it's they just can't score in the first half. I think they'll figure it out, personally. I I hope they'll figure it out. Because it's brutal. It is brutal. It's just, and then, like, you know...
0: It's just hard to see those first five minutes, at least. Sometimes it's the first 20, as you're saying, the whole first half. When you can watch them come down, like, uh, two minutes left in the game against Arkansas. They're down by 12 or 13. They come back to get within three in a minute and a half. It's like, where was that the entire game? Well, we were just
1: watching that Georgia Tech game, and they were down 56 to 46, and I blinked. and It was a tie game. It was... They go on these runs where, you were talking about it earlier today, they look like the team they're supposed to be for just stints of a minute, two minutes, three minutes, and that's when they go on these runs, but then there's times where they're, it's just the complete opposite. They don't look like a ranked team at all. They no. look like an average basketball team in collegiate basketball.
0: Yeah, and that's why you lo- you lose a half to Southern Indiana, that's a, that is a problem. That's a problem. I don't care if you win the game by 2018, I think it was, losing a half to a team like that, a team whose only win was a Division two opponent, and they took us out in the first half, and so that was the game before Georgia Tech-Arkansas, and it kind of you know, was a precursor. Do you know, a view into what was going to happen? (laughs) Yeah, foreshadowing. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) But uh, back to these two games, the two losses, because, you know, Southern Indiana was hard to watch for a while, but obviously they still win the game based on talent. And that brings me (laughs) to my next thing, is that it seems like we're living off the talent, you know, when things are getting dry, you know, we can't find anything. It's not ball movement that we turn to. It's not spread it around. It's give the ball to Flip or give the ball to Jeremy and let's watch them do stuff. Right. And I mean, that can't be sustainable. That can't be a whole season. Even in the NBA, you don't, you have a guy you turn to when it matters, but the entire game, you know, it needs to be everybody. Everybody needs to be involved. Nobody can be watching somebody do something else. Yeah.
1: And you noted that that moment where Flip got the ball in the post, and he was maneuvering around three guys, and he just had four Duke players standing watching him, yep. doing nothing. And he had he did have Jared McCain was doing a nice little
0: back and forth in a four foot area, just like oh I'm open over here, I'm open over <laughs> yeah. here. And but I mean at least he's moving, at right. least he's doing something. And like I know Filipowski is our go to guy. We run that initial action. That's to get him open. And once he's open, he gets the ball, we can't just wait for him to go to work. I would love to. I, you know, I would love to give the ball to Kyle and he'll win the game. Yeah. But that's not gonna that's not a reality against good teams. You're not gonna
1: win a national championship if doing that.
0: Yeah. There's no you way. know. And I still want Philipowski averaging, you know, a twenty points game, that's fine. But when everybody else isn't doing anything, that's it's it's become the Jeremy Roach and Kyle Philipowski show. And it's because they're the only ones who, when they catch the ball, they're ready to score. They're ready to score. I guess, you know what, I'll I'll concede that Mark Mitchell is, but he can't shoot a three-pointer. And that's that's another thing that's killing us. But um, that's beside the point. Um, We've been living off of big plays and not finding that consistent easy bucket, back
1: cuts, off ball screens. do you have any like suggestions for this offense? Well, we look at the Georgia Tech game. Four minutes and fifty seconds left in the second half. We were watching it again, and they ran that off-ball screen on the baseline, and Caleb had no. Foster. Caleb Foster had an open three. Part of me, when we were wa- we were watching it again, part of me said they just did that to get a three because they were so bad <laughs> from three, so which they. I mean, they're shooting thirty-three percent on the year, but. The past two games have been a little rough. Ten for 38 in yeah. the past two games. Yeah. Um but they drew up a play to produce a score. I don't see that happening. I don't I, I just like you're saying, I see them playing hero ball. I see them just giving the ball to Jeremy or Flip and letting them do their thing. It's not sustainable, and that's why they're five and three.
0: Yeah, but it's also, like, the talent. That's what drives me crazy is they're losing these games by four points, five points. Like, really small
1: deficits. And they could win the game strictly off points left on the board. Missed free throws, technical fouls specifically in Georgia Tech. Mitchell.
0: And that's a... So I was wondering, I was thinking about that a little bit um, since we rewatched the game a little while ago. So maybe a lot of that stems from, yes, he needs to keep his emotions under control, but they've been playing so bad the entire game, and finally they're in this seven-point stretch, and he puts down this big dunk. You know, if you're playing consistent the whole game, you don't feel the need to be like, i got you. You Mm -hmm. know? And, like, also he doesn't, we talked about it earlier, he doesn't get the technical if he doesn't point at the guy. Like, it's just, keep yourself under control, especially when you've been struggling for the past four games. Right. Um, you know, I know it's a big emotional moment. You know, he was having great... He had a great game. Nah, good slash great game, you know? That's good. And uh, it's just hard to see him end on that because that was basically his last significant play. Yeah, he had the
1: turnover after
0: that, but... Oh, no, he did, yes. So he had two last significant plays that, that was bad. Strange. And that is not going to help him build upon... The negative swing he's been going on, no. and I mean Mark Mitchell is clearly a big part of this team. We saw it last year, he was not available versus Tennessee, and it was evident, absolutely evident. Um, and uh, but the one thing about this team this year is they do fight. I gotta give them credit for that. Is these games they look bad, and they have to know, God, we're playing bad, <laughs> and and they still sit there, they still fight until the last. Second. They do. And that is one thing the team last year I don't think had. But you gotta figure out the shooting, gotta figure out the ball movement, and gotta figure out off ball screens and moving <laughs> moving. You know, it's like it it's like they have in their head that they don't want to score. That's Flip's job, that's Jeremy's job. It's like my job is to catch the ball and shoot a three. And while there should be roles on a team clearly defined everybody needs to be a part of that team, a part of that flow. And it's quite evident we don't have that flow. Right. It's like when you watch a good basketball team play, you're like, wow. Like, they put things together. Obviously, they have their draws, you know, two or three minutes of, like, the other team makes a run, stuff like that. Yeah. But they get it together. I've probably seen about 10 minutes this year, I'll give, that were quality minutes from this team. And now we have Charlotte
1: coming up. That's a must-win. Absolutely a must-win game. Yeah, you can't lose that one. We lose that game. It's funny that we're even talking about that as an option. Yeah,
0: right? uh, I'm worried about it because yeah. you know Southern Indiana. You go, you lose thirty one to thirty five or something. Like you lost the first half by four to a team that didn't have a legitimate win on the season. And now coming with back to back losses. Granted, both on the road. We're going back home. And Shire has proven that he's a great home coach. And losing to Arizona at home, I'm not gonna hit him too hard for that because Arizona it. is now the number one basketball yeah, team. they're real good. And we lost by five. You know, and there were so many times in that and game they had opportunities to win that game. Opportunities. They really did. Yes. Yeah. And then that brings me into my next thing. Not only living off big plays it's when they get the wide open shots when they do move the ball they're not making them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i just i i can't think of where that would be coming from is it confidence is it like it can't be a lack like of technical skills because mm-hmm. they were all recruited to duke they're all you know jared mccain was a prolific shooter in the state of california two years gatorade player of the year in one of the biggest states right. <laughs> in, right. in the country and now he comes in and his shot. It just seems to me like when they catch the ball, they've already decided they're going to shoot and they shoot it, but it's not with confidence. It's like, oh, I need to shoot this. Hmm. Jeremy and Kyle are the only ones who catch the ball with a legitimate intention to take a good shot. So, can you think of any way we get other players? to play like that like it's i mean is that on john shire is that on the players
1: like what to me you know, it's, on, it's it's on shire it has to be i mean there's no other explanation for it sometimes you play basketball you've played at a higher level than i played basketball we've we both played basketball sometimes it just doesn't fall you know what i mean and it sucks but if you're duke basketball you're this prestigious program you've got all this talent there's ways to overcome that John Shire has to be coaching guys to think about the game the right way and to not just give the ball to a guy and hope something happens, be available when he passes it out. That's not that's not how Duke basketball plays. That's not how they've ever played. So to me it's on it's on Shire, but also I don't have any doubt that he'll get it figured out. I think he's a good coach. so I think it's just team. early season. It's just the early season. And I'm glad they're getting it out of the way. My hope is they turn. Them. I thought that out after Arizona, I thought this is a good loss. They'll turn the corner. They'll figure it out. And now they've lost to Arkansas and Georgia Tech back to back, and I'm concerned. But I do think that it's just it's still really early. I think they'll get it figured out. And like that is something you know, bounce back to last year. That loss
0: at Virginia, that was like a boom. Yeah. Everything we didn't lose until deep. Tennessee. You yep. know, in the thing when we lost Mark Mitchell. Which, you know, obviously isn't the entire thing. I could talk for an hour about that Tennessee game. But uh, they just... They need to find a way to find the good in these two back-to-back losses. Because Arkansas, I excused. Georgia Tech is on it. That's unexcusable. They're, I'm not going to say they're a bad basketball
1: team, but you you need to win that game. To me, this is a real learning moment for us as fans about John Shire that we don't we don't know i mean we watched John last year a lot of home success this year has not started off great as a whole how do you come back from this with the talent that you have and where do you get to on this season if you're 5 and 3 now look at other 5 and 3 teams they're historically going to be middle of the road i don't know Winning 60% of the game, just keeping the trend. That's not what I expect of this team, nor has any of its fans. So this is a real, this is a moment for me where it's like, John Shire, can you figure this out quickly and get this team back on track? Because you should be able to. It's just inconsistent shooting to me and free throws have sucked. So. Because they fixed the rebounding. You know what? The rebounding against Arizona was what lost the game. I think the defensive safe. boards could still be a little bit better. Agreed. But they have gotten significantly better.
0: They've, they've fixed that thing, and, like, you see it. You see guards crashing for rebounds. You see you see that being more of a priority. But then now I'm thinking, like, oh, gosh, we forgot about everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> total, total rebounds per game. Dukes, 132nd in the nation. Opponents, 97. Now, you don't need to be number one in that stat. It's a, just based on the number of shots taken and stuff. But you want to be better than the better other your guys. Opponents, yeah. But see, you got to think, like, I didn't look after,
0: you know, the first couple games, yeah. um, especially after the Arizona game. That right. killed us. That was it's, like a 10 rebound. It's probably like, got a lot better like than margin. Yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Well, that was clearly talked about. And I do like that they fixed that. But then it seemed like they fixed that, and now we can't shoot. <laughs> like I said, just sometimes it doesn't fall.
1: That's why I'm yeah. hoping they turn it around. John Tyr should be able to turn this around. Shots will fall, get better, get better looks, get more guys involved. Hopefully it turns around.
0: So uh I think that kind of brings us to the uh with you saying turn it around, um Tyrese. The injury. You can't uh I can't even think in my mind that him going out a minute and a half into the game did not change things for Duke. Yeah. Especially that first half, they got it back together, you know, but that's our point guard. That's our leader. I mean, he has he's averaging like 4.8 assists per game, yep. while the next closest is Jeremy and Foster at 2. He has 14 or 16 more total assists than anybody else on the team, followed by Jeremy at 22. I just, I I understand he's been playing point guard and he plays, been playing like 36 minutes game, plays the whole game. So that's going to be tough because of his presence. Um, I like, I did like how Foster stepped up against Georgia Tech. I felt like he had an okay game. But to have an assist to turnover ratio at 4.8, it's not seen obviously during the game, but it affects the outcome. No. Immensely, You're not going to see it. You're not going to be like, oh, my God, he turned it over right there. But 4.8 is an insane assist-to-turnover ratio, and that will be missed. His shooting has been inconsistent, but when he's on fire, that also will be missed. Um, what do you think about Foster filling that
1: gap, possibly? Or do you think maybe we'll go the Roach route? Here's my hope is that Foster filling the gap Improves the shooting Which frankly In my opinion Has been the reason They've lost At least the last two games Am I concerned About losing the, Their team lead In assists Not particularly I think someone else Will get assists What concerns me Most about losing Tyrese Is the Assisted turnover ratio The guy Takes care of the basketball I'm not sure If Caleb does as, At least as well As Tyrese does well, we haven't seen him on the floor enough to do that. That's that's, that's the
0: thing. The thing with Tyrese is playing thirty six roughly. All I've seen out Caleb
1: is he hits. He's hit some shots.
0: He's hit some shots, particularly that Michigan State game. That yes. was that was his welcome to Duke moment. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to get back to the assists, so when we're winning games, we're roughly around fifteen plus. These past two games, we're sitting at ten with Arkansas. 12 against Georgia Tech. Those are right. two losses. Against Arizona, we don't have that one. But that means that's the hero ball. That's it's, uh, it's we get behind or they get a couple baskets in a row. It's not let's come together, run our offense, get a bucket together. It's no. we're lost, give the ball to
1: Jeremy. We're lost, give the ball to Kyle. The leader on our team has 4.5 assists per game, and he's now out. There's not anyone in the top fifty in basketball below five assists per game in that ranking. That talks to your point. There's not... It's, it's the giving it to one guy and hoping he scores. There's not this... If, if you're not playing that way, your assist totals as a team go up just naturally. You're passing... You're moving. You're playing a motion offense. One guy gets open. He hits a shot. There's an assist, right? So you have more assists. The fact that one guy had four point five and that was the leader of your team. He's not even in the top fifty speaks to that problem.
0: It does. That's like in like, you know, he's leading the team, and he's not leading
1: the team by a little bit. Yeah. He's leading the team by a lot. Yeah. And even, even without Tyrese in the lineup, there's still an abundance of talent on the team. So much so that they should be able to just continue playing. They should, they should be able to ramp up to where they need to get to without Tyrese. And then once he comes back, it should be an added benefit. We still don't even know what's wrong with the guy. That's Have obvious, you that's
0: we Yeah, no, we've been waiting for... Last thing I heard was we'll get images on Monday.
1: Yeah, watching the CB, CW freaking broadcast. You couldn't even see. It just looked like he rolled an ankle, but we haven't heard anything.
0: And that's just, uh, you know, broadcasting a couple of games on CW, I was Kind of like, oh yeah, let's get another network involved. But uh, as broadcasting goes, they were not prepared <laughs> to uh, put on a Power One Conference basketball game.
1: Even the an announcer, I forgot, I don't, I don't remember his name, but he's like, oh, it looks like an egg, like he stepped on. I can't tell if he stepped on someone. It looks like he rolled his ankle. He had no idea what had happened to Tyrese. Yeah, and maybe the announcer right.
0: should be able to at least see that feed, or hopefully a better feed than we're seeing because that feed was garbage. <laughs> it was garbage. Yeah. You can't even look up. It's like I I asked you to look up a replay of the in- injury, and you can't even find a good one. No, it was terrible. No, it's not. Uh, but that that's beside the point. The CW stuff. Uh, hopefully they figure it out. I know it's new, but. Thankfully, there's only one more CW (laughs) game this season. (laughs) So. (laughs) But, uh. They, uh, with uh, Tyrese being out, um. To be honest with you, I can be kind of a negative Nancy. But the turnaround without him, I can't. I can't see the turnaround being positive enough to launch us to win a championship without him coming back. Well, they
1: beat Charlotte without him. They've got to.
0: No, I think we can beat Charlotte without him because we're going to game plan and stuff like that. And that's also, I'm thinking maybe the lack of an update.
1: Do you get him back by Baylor is the question.
0: That's what, so Baylor's the game that matters here. I mean, obviously we can't lose those two, and I don't expect to, especially with, Losing two before they're gonna come out hot. They're gonna come out angry, and I better, I better see a good first ten minutes at least in one of these games. Yeah, but
1: so you have December, so you have fourteen days or so before the Baylor game. You've got two weeks in between. then you've got Charlotte and Hofstra, which the, are two teams that I think we obviously should beat
0: and must beat. A loss there puts us potentially. As a team that might not make the tournament.
1: If you lose to one of those teams, you shouldn't make the tournament based on what I've seen. Agreed. Unless you see something miraculous at the end of the
0: season. And that's like, what I'm holding on to now is that they're just sitting on the Tyrese thing to make Charlotte sweat, make Baylor sweat for a few more days. Like, oh, who are they going to play a point guard? What are they going to do? And that makes me think it's going to be, they're just going to make Tyrese game time decision. Just to give Baylor, particularly, you shouldn't look past teams. I know that. But I think a part of it, with them putting it off, might be Baylor guessing for four more days.
1: Are they even allowed? Like, what are the rules? Like, in the NFL, you know, you have to disclose the injuries before a certain time. Are there rules in NCAA basketball that stipulate you have to State who's not, they have to do it before the Charlotte game.
0: Yes, they do. Um, I don't think it that's, I feel like they were already past the amount of time to release a statement on injury, which is why everybody is like, if you look at the internet, it's all the Duke forums are. What, the what hell? is wrong with Tyrese? <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> yes. Why have we not heard about Tyrese? I mean, watching
1: it looked like his ankle buckled, and it looked like something might have broken. Yeah, well, it's he amazing. looked
0: like he looked like he was in a lot of pain. I was gonna read more about this, but I did hear an announcer one time, not during this game, talk about how sprains can be in a certain way, especially with the ankle. The more painful they are, the less. Intense they will be. I don't know how Hmm. much truth there is to that, but... Seems super wrong to me. (laughs) 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 That's when it comes to... Apparently, he clarified later on. He said that's when it comes to sprains. Broke his foot or broke his ankle.
1: That's obviously more painful. (laughs) We're hoping that it's a sprain, right?
0: Well, I don't... The reason I don't think it's a break... Is that he was back on the sideline right at halftime with yeah. ice wrapped around his foot? Yeah,
1: broke broken. He'd be getting it. I think
0: he'd, they would be. He'd be off. Yeah, yeah, I think they would be at the hospital. Is, yeah. To be honest with you, because you want to get that
1: set as soon as possible. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not a medical doctor. It's like Trevor Lawrence in the NFL. He just Monday Night Football just happened. He had that ankle injury, walked off, didn't get a cart. That'll. <laughs> That'll. <old>, that <laughs> but he was in a boot walking around. It was a sprain. And he's probably going to be back, if not this week, next week. Which and means that Tyrese will be back for Baylor. At a minimum. That, hopefully, uh, hopefully Hofstra, at least. So he can get his legs in the rim. Fingers crossed, man. I
0: We really need Tyrese to run this team. It's become evident last season there's a reason why we took Roach off of the point guard and put Tyrese there. Because Roach needs to worry about scoring. So he's very good at Tyrese Proctor Proctor can run an offense.
1: Not to deflect from what we want to talk about. But Tyrese goes out and Jeremy puts up a 20. Has a real good game. He did the game before though. He had a good game against Arkansas. So you just talk it up to he's starting to find it. I don't know. That's, uh, it's always hard to
0: say with Roach. I mean, it's the problem with him is, like, I'm saying, I don't want ball movement. But when the team is stagnant, you're not getting a bucket, then the solution is give the ball to Jeremy. <laughs> like, that is, has been for two years previously. Yeah. It's like, our offense isn't working, give the ball to Jeremy. But the problem this year is, just give the ball to Jeremy. Not when things aren't working, things are collapsing. It's God, we can't get an offense together. We run that one action cross-screen to Filipowski yep. or a pick-and-roll up top. Right. And, I mean, is definitely going to have to change that offense because the reason we run the pick-and-roll is because Proctor is an artist when it comes to the pick-and-roll. He can split the defense. He can jump. He can, has that uh, step-back three-pointer. He has yep. everything. And he sees the pick-and-roll better than, I think – a point guard I've seen at Duke in the past 10 years. He sees the play, and that's why Shire runs it. But when you have a point guard that is that good, then you get players to stretch out, and they're just waiting for the kick. And that gives an offense stagnation, even when we still have Tyrese
1: on the floor. Well, I'll throw out the Denver Nuggets, who do the same thing. They've got Nikola Jokic, and then they've got Jamal Murray the point they played the two-man game with the pick and roll at the top and then you have contavious called a pope on the corner for a kick out three aaron gordon kind of just run around and they won an nba championship and they're winning professional basketball games at a high level i mean but the roadmap exists for to exactly what add to that is that while
0: that's happening, Aaron Gordon will make a back cut. KCP will set – somebody will set a down screen for KCP to run up. It's the off-ball movement. While Jamal Murray and Jokic are doing that, I'd say about 60% of the time, the other guys are doing things.
1: They're not doing that, dude. They're just standing and watching, which is what we've been talking about.
0: Yeah. And you can't – Which
1: should be fixed by coaching.
0: Yeah. And Shire has to – I mean, I know he sees it because I see it. (laughs) I'm not a basketball coach. And it's the stagnation, and he has mentioned it in post-game press conferences, is we're playing ISO ball. And it's like, we'll stop them from doing it because that's still what's happening. You can't say that after
1: the Arkansas game and then have us watch it again in the next game. I can't recall a season with with Coach K where I had to question that they were running their offense on ISO ball.
0: So the one thing I do have to stipulate with that Is when somebody was hot, Coach
1: K was like, "Get Get him the ball." But that's that's (laughs) that's different than then that being our primary offense
0: the whole time. When people are like, "Oh, I can't do it," and I I do think it comes down to confidence. I don't know. And I last season, I feel like John Shire inspired the players. They were hungry every day.
1: Uh, That's why I just chalk it up to bad shooting. As a Shouts fan, I'm hoping I'm hoping that's what it is. Yeah. And that's why I'm trying to up to that, because he's not a... John Shire is not a bad coach. He's seeing the stuff. He got the job for a reason. He's been with Coach K for a long time. He knows what the hell he's doing.
0: But I, uh, we need to see these changes by the time we play Baylor. We
1: don't, he can talk about them. He sees them. We all see them. But they need to be changed. You have a perfect opportunity with two teams that are very beatable. To figure the stuff out and get, get your get your game right for the rest of the season.
0: And at least we have to, if Proctor's injury is going to be a big thing, that's two games to at least work out how we're going to play without him. Yeah. And I, I really do not want to do that. I'm really hoping for a high ankle sprain or a low ankle sprain. High ankle, I think, is the one you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Four to six weeks. And we can get him back on the court, um, not only for Duke's sake, but for Proctor's sake, because I'm thinking he's going to be a top ten draft pick, and I uh, think an injury should affect your future. Uh, if you don't have anything else, I'm good. Can I'm uh, Duke. The last good thing I have to say is that after these two games, the future bet on Duke is up to plus two thousand. So at least maybe I'll feel comfortable making that bet. At this point. so uh, Degenerate. <laughs> <he's> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Duke Diaries. My name is Chris. And I'm Sean.
1: And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week.